You know, the other day I found out that on Grubhub, you can order a straw for 0, 0.00 and they'll still charge you a delivery, a service, and like uh, <laughs> some other fee. And well, tax! Yeah. So you they can probably, pay They probably charge you the sub $10 fee as well. Oh, yeah, I can yeah. imagine Ryan ordering a Starship robot with just a straw on it. <laughs> Good luck getting the Starship robot back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 19 of the Out of Woo! Band Show. My name is Eric, and, and gentlemen, the people, they have been clamoring at my door, begging me for the answer to the almighty question. What is your favorite brand of peanut butter? Araf, we'll start with you. Uh, well, uh, I don't remember all the, br the great brands off the top of my head. But oh, I, believe... I do. I can, I can name them for you, in fact. Uh, we've got Jif, we've got Skippy, we've got Peter Pan. Um, those are really the only three. Eric, is it, is it Jif or is it pronounced Gif? Uh -oh. Stop it. So, so I guess we're coming back with uh, uh, a rare, rare bit of um, Rankum onto the show. I think Skippy is number one, um, Jif is number two, and Peter Pan number three because I've only had Peter Pan like once every once in a blue moon, so like I I, I can't really give an opinion on it. Fallon, Fallon, Bailey, Eric, what's the kind of peanut butter in like the Reese's peanut butter cups? Because like that's top tier. <laughs> they make their own peanut top butter tier. for that. <laughs> mm. It's also Beautiful. the the peanut butter in the Reese's is a very different consistency than what you. It's get called sugar, is what it's called. Mm. Very true. Mm -hmm. Very true. Ryan, what about you? So, um. We were going to wait to introduce this to you, and we were actually only going to introduce it to Bailey uh, because we think it might actually be too dangerous for Eric. Uh, there's this food out there. So it's like, imagine peanut butter in like the peanut butter container, but it's called cookie butter. And uh, imagine, you know, that peanut butter is made out of peanuts. Well, cookie butter is made out of cookies. So they like grind it up into this buttery consistency, package it in a container, and then... I mean, I'm sure you're supposed to spread it on things, you know, like you would with peanut butter, except I just take a spoon and I just eat it straight from the container and it is amazing. Bailey, you would love it. Eric, you would become obese. Now, Ryan, I've already had it and it's from Trader Joe's and it is amazing. It's so good. It's just oh so good. God. We got we got some Biscoff stuff at the store earlier today. It Ooh. Was, oh. All right, Eric. Eric, what, what what's your take? Um, Araf had it correct from the beginning. Skippy is objectively the best peanut butter. And and mm -hmm. you can you can throw away the chunky varieties of peanut butter too. Yeah. We're talking creamy only here. If I have Chunky's to bite into good. a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and there is solid matter inside <laughs> of that sandwich, we're having a bad time. And speaking of bad times, let's move on to tech news with Araf. Wait, why is that a bad time? <laughs> <laughs> Tech Tech News with Raf. I'll have you know that this is not a bad time. It's actually a very good time because because I think you guys enjoyed my segment. Anyways. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait. Wait, is that noise coming from us? Yeah. I think so. Oh, yeah. Let's just oh, appreciate right, give the it a second. Here. Give it a second. That's the sound of the police. Oh, we got a horn in there too. Oh. Pop pop. My favorite is when the police drive by. I think we're safe. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Welcome to the greatest segment on this podcast, Tech News with Araf. 
arguably one of the most enjoyable segments on this podcast. <laughs> arguably. See, you guys are laughing. Debatable. <laughs> we're not laughing at you, we're laughing with you. Obviously. Obviously. Anyways, the game is simple, but the people are not. This week we're talking about one of the greatest games on the Nintendo Switch. Probably the only game worth that AAA price on the Nintendo eShop. And I'm talking about Super Smash Bros. And this week, the unthinkable happened. Every couple of months, Nintendo announces a new DLC fighter that will be added to the game's roster. And this week, they came out with the Chad. The absolute unit. The blocky man. Steve from Minecraft. Yes! The one owned by Microsoft. The Minecraft. Uh, for these DLC Smash Fighters, most people said that Joker got the most love. But, I mean, if you look at Steve, he literally has Alex, Zombie, Enderman. And if you've just seen the stages, they're like literally one for... You can't tell if it's like Minecraft footage or like Smash footage. In the Smash release trailer, they literally had to put a watermark that said like... Super Smash Bros. footage, or actual game footage. It's kind of crazy, and I, I heard that there was a small group of people, like, within a day that figured out the seed for uh, the really? said Smash stage. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, what do, you, what do you guys think about the boy Steve? I know you're all big Minecraft nerds, but the boy mm-hmm. Steve getting added to Super Smash Bros. And any future plans with, like, Nintendo and Microsoft? So I think I'm the only other person. I think I'm the only other person here that actually plays Smash Bros. and experience has experienced all these DLC fighters. Um, I can definitely say that Sakurai and the people at Nintendo definitely had to put the most work into getting Steve to work in Minecraft. I mean, they had to building an entire like being able to place blocks and mine the floor and do crafting and all that into a fighting game. Because at the end of the day, for those who don't know, this is. Super Smash Bros. is is a fighting game with a bunch of Nintendo characters plus other gaming icons, you know, Pac-Man, Sonic, etc. And in this and case, the only put... character that I play, Kirby. Yep. Well, yeah, that, that's an that's a that's a invalid opinion, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> and you know, it was kind of funny when I watched the reveal trailer. They show the crea- the the director of the Smash Bros. team, uh, Mr. Sakurai, uh, on his couch talking about it. And he seemed like he was openly pleading for help. Like, like he, he said at one point, the, the, his bosses at Nintendo had told him to put Minecraft in, in Smash Bros. And I think he said, I looked at them like they were crazy. Do they think this is magic? I need mm-hmm. my sleep. Like, this is a professional video game guy asking for help in, the, in, in front of millions and we just keep asking him for more characters. But that, but that's beside the point. I think this is a great addition. I'm very excited to try him out in a couple weeks when he comes out. Eric, that impression reminded me of like Ryan talking about any development project he has ever worked on. <laughs> <laughs> the API like, is magic? magic. Do you think this is just? Do you think that I just put things on the screen? Like <laughs> just paint it there? No. Now I will say, uh, whenever I do play Smash, I tend to only play as the Wii Fit trainer. Uh, because in high school, I was actually voted most likely to become the Wii Fit trainer. So I think that the personalities kind of match up. But as far as actually playing Smash, I once played it with a Roth and I almost won a game. So that was pretty cool. And I am I might play it if there's Minecraft involved and the price isn't too high. How much is the Nintendo Switch going for these days? Uh, 
like three hundred. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Never mind then. Um, plus sixty dollars for the game. Plus at least another six or seven dollars for the DLC. No, I'm actually good. I think I uh, I'll leave the switch. Brian's gonna deal. stick with this VR. I'll stick to the VR. Yeah. The VR. Not VR, just the, the VR, VR. According the VR. to yeah, yeah. Ba- Bailey, what are I, I know you're a big Smash Brothers fan. What what are your thoughts on this? Um, I haven't played it many times, and I haven't played it ever with Eric because I don't like to lose. Um, so when when I did play uh, Smash in the past, all I would play as is Kirby because I can fly, and you know therefore never die. Right? That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I did see some gameplay. Eric did show me the trailer, and it looks really cool. I like the the little redstone thing with the TNT. Very nice addition. I will say, you you might be able to pick him up because they did give Steve his elytra. He can indeed fly. Ooh, like literally fly. He can damage people when he sets off the firework. In fact, yeah. For anyone that doesn't know what Minecraft is, it's this game about um, breaking. It's only the most popular game of all time. It's it's actually like the most popular game of all time. If you don't know Minecraft by this point. Why are you even listening to this Sorry. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that person in Ireland is really offended now. <laughs> oh. We have to have a press conference this week. Okay. <laughs> oh. ah. Ah. Yeah. And and ah. and with that, let's move on to Tech Fails with Ryan. Arguably the best segment on the podcast. All right, all right, all right. Should we should we develop some sort of a cue to like tell people that we need to move on to the next segment like a like a I know, well, the, I'm yeah, just gonna do this like a wave like, or off wave or should I just go like wave. Or, off wave. Eric is that what you indicate to us when you go like ah or is that is that a different is that just your throat just being or no no Ryan I think it's when you do the, ah. I think that's yep. that's what it is got it yeah what's more iconic uh, Ryan's that or my huge indestructible coughs every morning or my <laughs> Raf, you've never you've never lived with me but in every morning before and after i take a shower <laughs> i just cough incessantly i see for the people must be get really confused when like they hear that i keep like, having to tell okay? them that it's, and... it's it's not covid like i'm fine yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he says that i'm like oh, don't worry about it and they, they're like are you sure mm-hmm. <laughs> I was selected to get randomly tested for COVID. I, mm-hmm. I have my appointment on Tuesday. Well, don't do it in the morning then, I guess. I'm doing, it, do in the, I'm doing it in the morning. <laughs> Are you actually? Oh. 9.30 a.m. on Tuesday. Nice. Right. I'll wake up early then. Yeah. The technology is simple. The people are not. Today on Tech Fails, we are discussing the prevalence of broadband internet in the United States. In 2020, especially due to the ongoing pandemic, having access to the internet is very important. According to Pew Research, 100%, that's literally everyone of adults aged 18 to 27, use the internet. This certifies how important it is for everyone in the U.S., independent of class, to have access to it. Furthermore, having a reliable, high-speed internet is a must for individuals who want to telecommute to work or telecommute to school, like all of us do. However, according to World Bank, currently the United States falls 32nd in broadband subscriptions per 100 people. This is behind other developed countries like Germany, the Netherlands, Switzerland, and 28 others. It's strange that the United States was the first country to develop the internet, but has done nothing to ensure broadband access to it. In my opinion, this is a fail. Currently, 14.5% of rural Americans don't even have the option to access broadband internet. Gentlemen, 
What do you think can be done to help solve this problem? All right, Ryan. First of all, public funding. The two words, public funding. Mm -hmm. Your taxes can go towards making broadband internet available to your city. Um, the reason that hasn't been done, I believe, is just because of a lot of corporate lobbying. You know, Spectrum doesn't want to lose their business, so obviously they're going to push back on that a little bit. Um, cities that have already implemented it have done a really good job of it. Um, I believe it was on, was I watching Patriot Act with Hasan Minaj? Some some political show. I don't know. I watch a lot of political shows. Mm -hmm. um, but that one in particular just talked about how publicizing your internet access can make it a lot more affordable and a lot more equal for anyone in your city. Yeah. I mean, I, I concur. Um, I, as, as the people of this podcast and my most loyal fans know, I am from Luxembourg, Wisconsin. Um, which, well, I went to school in Luxembourg, Wisconsin, but I'm from Dykesville, Wisconsin, which is nearby. That's beside the point. Anyway. A suburb? Can we get a street sub address? A suburb. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> the, the entire area has internet that's run by CenturyLink, which is one of the big internet companies in the United States. And my house, even to this day, has a maximum of 10 megabits per second download speed, which is terrible. Um, it, it got to the point where, like, this past this past year, when my sisters were still in high school, both my parents were working from home, my sisters would be in high school doing stuff from home, and the it would be too much for the network. At least two of them would have to go on their wireless hotspot on their phone just to be able to do work. Even now, my, my, my mom just called me the other night uh, asking if there was anything we could do to improve the, the internet speed, because CenturyLink won't help. And I, I think, granted... These rural areas will ha probably have less likely to be helped by a public option in the internet space because there's just not as big of a government, not as big of a population to support it. Um, but that said, I'm completely in support of it. I think these big, huge telecom companies need to get kicked to the curb. Um, I do. A I am still afraid that they have a little bit too much influence, but that's that's another time. That's another tale. Now, now, Eric, these these rural areas, yes. do you think they could be helped by, like, say, like, satellite internet through something called, like, I don't, I don't know, just if I were to guess, something called, like, Starlink Technologies? Hmm. My problem with that is that these rural areas have a fun little thing called trees. In fact, my house is partially surrounded is a tree. by trees. Yeah. Hmm. And hmm. as such... Direct TV is not an option at our house. We had to go with Dish because that's where their satellite is up in the sky. Star Starlink would be the exact same thing. If that if that satellite is not in the right spot, sorry, sucks to suck. If it's raining, sorry, I guess. Yeah, if there's a storm, that doesn't help. I think satellite is like that. That it's a technology worth exploring. Sure. But it's not a permanent solution. The permanent solution is getting better internet in the ground going to these homes. Araf, thoughts? Uh, well, um, I agree with you two. Um, for me, I come from like a, a suburban area, and that place is hit by like Charter and TDS. And uh, I'm sure none of us are fans of Charter. Charter. Yeah. Oof. It's not great, but it not is great. fine. Yeah, they're decent. Could be better. Could, Could be, be better. better. But uh, uh, 
in that suburban area, I also had like really stinky internet because we were sitting under Charter's roof for quite a while, for like ten years, and like it was it was just really bad because the suburban area I live in is like on the outskirts of Madison. It's really far. It's like by McFarland almost, and uh, thankfully we had a second uh, choice for an ISP TDS, which is. Like, they're set up much closer to that area, and uh, we switched after a while, and internet speeds just got way better. But I do agree that um, in areas that are not as heavily uh, populated, it would be smarter to invest in, like, more, as Eric mentioned, like, underground, uh, like, internet, and uh, making it more easy, more accessible to people in rural areas. Yeah. So I think to to kind of bring this all back together, I mean, yeah, I do see the concern where it's like hard to get that infrastructure in rural areas. And, you know, maybe one of the reasons why I brought up the segment in the first place is so that I could talk about Starlink satellites being launched by SpaceX in order to provide uh, Internet access to those rural areas. But he did it again. He, he did it again. He tricked us. I can't keep getting away us. with it. <laughs> I do want to actually uh, ask you all one more question, and I want a response in let's say two sentences or less it's a very detailed question so this is a lot like the miss america pageant so uh think of something wise but we do want to kind of wrap up this segment so my question to you to each of you in two sentences or less of a response is for areas in which there is not the infrastructure available for broadband such as in alaska or the very northern regions of the united states or very rural areas what is the best way to provide them or get that high-speed internet access? Bailey, we'll start with you. I mean, we've already talked about it, but I think Starlink at this point in time is definitely an option. Great. Eric? Pass. Go to Araf. What? I, I heard complete oh. silence. Oh, yeah. I said, I said I heard... pass. Go to Araf. <laughs> oh, Araf. Uh, oh, I saw your lips move. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't hear we anything. Should... <laughs> I think... We should somehow come up with a way for for penguins and polar bears to have internet in them. Because then that way, like, when you're in Alaska and your friendly neighborhood polar bear just rolls up, you get, your internet speed goes up. I'm gonna... It only makes sense. I'm gonna build off of that. I think... <laughs> I think, especially in Alaska, they need to get Balto and all the sled dogs back together to just bring internet from anchorage to gnome and everywhere else mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that'll solve all your problems basically what i just heard was one person uh admitting that starlink is useful and two people trying to avoid saying that Starlink. <laughs> was never say it. we've been over this before <laughs> there's got to be better solutions than polluting space there has to be there you go <laughs> thank you for joining my segment let's go ahead and move on to hot takes with bailey Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hot Takes. I am your Hot Takes Specialist, Eric. And ladies and gentlemen, I have spent the last number of days in deep thought and deep meditation. I've attended anger management classes. I've been trying to go uh, for the past number of weeks here after my co-hosts have keep telling me that I, I get a little too heated during this segment. Um, and my, my therapist did recommend that I take a break from the Hot Takes segment, give it to someone else. Uh, just so that I can feel what it feels like from their end, but myself. 
Um, so I, I did make the decision to hand this week's episode of Hot Takes over to Bailey. Um, don't f*** it up. Thank you, Eric. I'm honored. I'd like to thank the Academy and Ryan and also the Penguins up in Anchorage. Uh, it is tr- truly an honor. Thank you. Um, so I know we've been talking about COVID a lot recently, but I've got a little more to add, seeing as uh, Wisconsin has and is or has been and is the unofficial headquarters of COVID infection recently. Nice. Now we know restaurants, stores, businesses, they have all been taking precautions to prevent the spread of COVID. And I think that's really considerate in keeping everyone safe. But there is just one thing in particular that just boggles my mind, right? Last week, Eric, Ryan, we both, uh, all all three of us took a uh, little stroll over to Jimmy John's to get some subs, you know, as you do. And so we ordered, went like six feet from the guy at the register. You know, we, we distanced, wore masks, whatever. But you know those giant plexiglass walls that are there to just like put up a barrier between you and, you know, and the employees? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went, we get our subs and there's a giant hole in the wall. Like what is the point of plexiglass if there's just a giant hole in it, it's like the Maginot line, but for COVID, like, ha, we put all these other precautions and barriers, but COVID's just going to mosey around the wall and through the giant gaping hole in the wall. And this is not the first time I've seen this. I went to Subway and I saw them with just some like flimsy see-through plexiglass hanging from the ceiling. And it didn't even cover where the employee's face was. Not to mention, it didn't even go over the counter. But the point is, People need to get smart, like the Chiefs coach, Andy Reid, <laughs> and they need to wear a mask, a giant face barrier, a hazmat suit, you name it, whatever you can to prevent the virus. Please and thank you. I was a little scared. Billy started yelling yeah, at me. And Bailey, if... Bailey's never yelled at us before. Yeah. He's... Hey, uh, Eric, can I, uh, can I get the number for your therapist? <laughs> <laughs> I'll forward that to you offline. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so here's here's the thing. I am completely and utterly in agreement. Because here's the thing. I was Uh-oh. just at Festival Foods yesterday, getting getting some groceries, as you do. And they have this huge plexiglass wall in front of the cashier, right? Fine, whatever, no problem. I'm fine with that. But on the ground, in, next to the, to the lane, they had, like, spots that they wanted you to stand in. You know, like, you stand here to put your groceries on the belt. You stand here to pay, etc. The spot where you have to pay and the spot where the where the credit card machine, the credit card scanner is, is on this, like, not in front of the plexiglass. It's to the side of it. So what's the point? And, like, you're standing there and then the person has to give you the receipt or you're in a drive through and someone has to give you your drink and give you your food and all that. And you have to touch their hands. I was just at McDonald's yesterday in the drive through. They weren't wearing gloves. What, what the hell are people up to? Why are they doing this? It doesn't make any sense. My anger management folks are going to be very disappointed when they hear this. <laughs> Araf, I feel like you've got a nice take on this. I mean, uh, I don't really, I don't really think this is a hot take, because I agree with both it's of you. It's a lukewarm take. <laughs> lukewarm. Like, like I mean, yes, I've been like in the past month or so, I've been to a few McDonald's drive-throughs, and as Eric said, you have to touch their hands. There have been so many instances where my fingers accidentally bump the other person's fingers because they're not wearing gloves and it's a small little baggy. Like, what? 
what like this covid in wisconsin is kind of a joke like i don't know if big industries are gonna do anything or like really crack down on employees wearing gloves or putting plexiglass in a spot that makes sense or not just having holes in their wall um but yeah it's 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 just the world we live in a really really sad world we live in the thing that really gets me and the thing that really um churns my butter is when people deliberately go around plastic barriers that are installed and i don't mean to single you out dad because you know you're my father but the first time that we went to a grocery <laughs> store, like, at the start of COVID, you literally, like, lean to the right of the barrier to talk to the guy. That's not why the barrier is there. The barrier is there for you to talk into the barrier so you don't have to lean around it. So <laughs> just, le- just, just, just use the barrier as it was intended. Thank you, America. All right. <laughs> Thanks. All right. And with that, Let's move on to story time featuring Eric today. What happens if you shine a laser pointer directly into a camera? Are off thoughts? I don't think anything. It's very blue now. Yeah, Yeah, it's just a blue. I'm shining it just off to the side of it. It was very blue. Oh, thanks. What happens if you shine it here? I saw it. No, don't do that. Uh, no, yeah, stop. Right. You can uh, you can magnify it with your glasses, Ryan. Really? It'll be even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ryan's already always said that he wanted LASIK, so I mean... I'm doing uh, it to myself now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Storytime. My name is Eric. I have not had this segment in a, in a hot minute. And today, I will be giving you the story of my first Green Bay Packers game. Now, gentlemen... As I described earlier in the show, I am from Dykesville, Wisconsin, which is just just outside of Green Bay proper. Uh, we are right on the line of Brown County and Kewanee County. And Bailey, you may know this. As a member of Brown County, you can enter what's called the Brown County Ticket Lottery for the Green That's Bay right. Packers home games. That's where cool. once a year, they do a big drawing, at least like I think they do two drawings, two or three, um, where they pick names out of a system and they say, oh... Here you are. You live in Brown County. Here are here's a, here's one of our games. You can buy four tickets from it if you want. Whatever. Um, what we found is our family has never missed a game. Like every year we get picked for it. Like they they never not pick us, which is kind of weird. Um, but when you when you go to this game, they put you up in the rafters of Lambeau Field. You're way at the top. It's the cheap she- it's the cheap seats rather. Um, but it's still still a fun experience. One one of my greatest pleasures as a child. But my first one was back in I want to say either two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Uh, it's me and my dad. We go to it was a Packers Vikings game, and it was one of the games where Brett Favre was a Viking, and he was playing against the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. I, I distinctly remember that. Um, and so we're we're in the cheap sheet seats. We're we're there. We're whatever. Again, I'm like nine or ten years old at this point. Uh, and next to us, because you just get seated with randos, there's this there's this guy. I forget his name. We're gonna call him we're gonna call him Jimbo, okay? Because I like the name Jimbo. And and Jimbo here, he's a, he's a large he's a large man, but he's very nice. You know, he introduces himself to me and my dad. You know, 
gets mentioned that it's my favorite my first game so he's all like welcoming and all that it's very it's very wholesome and everything like that um and then he starts as the game goes on he starts drinking some beer he has he has miller lights he's a big miller light guy so so jimbo drinks a miller light then he drinks a second ryan is already cackling at this story i don't know why <laughs> i just want to point out that ryan and araf are wearing the same sweatshirt wait are they really and Araf just covered up with a blanket to make sure that Ryan would not see that. Are we on the same sweatshirt? Oh I, 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 am, I don't know what you're talking about. Look at I've us. Never seen, I don't even know what a sweatshirt is. Look at us. Oh I'm going to I'm have to wear this one over. Oh my god. Anyway, so we got, hey, we got Jimbo. Jimbo. We got Jimbo. Jimbo here to my left. My dad's to my right. Um, Jimbo is getting progressively more drunk as the game continues. And it is a good game. But he keeps on leaving and coming back with, with new beers. And he, he, throughout the game, he probably drinks about four or five, if my if my memory uh, recalls correctly. Um, and these aren't just like cans. These are like full glasses. You know how it is. Um, so Jimbo gets progressively more and more drunk. At a, There are at least three points I remember where he like offers me a sip of his beer. Again, I am nine years old at a maximum <laughs> um and this and this just he keeps on doing this and my dad's getting more and more upset and eventually near the end of the game he pulls out his wallet and slips me a hundred dollar bill now when you're like nine or ten years old a hundred dollars is like the holy grail you can buy anything with a hundred dollars like that's 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 fu money right there and, and so this guy gives me $100, and, you know, I could have just pocketed it. I could have just taken it. But but the morals rang out, so I, I turned to my dad, and I'm like, he just gave me a $100 bill. Like, what do I do with this? And my dad looks over. He's pissed at this point. He's upset. And he's like, no, you need to take back your $100. The game's almost over. We're going home, etc. And as we're leaving, the guy slips me a $5 bill and puts it in my pocket. Like, he just slips it in there. And I look at my dad again, and I'm like, he gave me five. What do I do now? This is really creepy. I am very uncomfortable with the energy we've created in the studio today. <laughs> and my dad, he sighs, and he's like, you know what, Eric? Just keep it. And we left. And the Packers won that day, if I remember correctly. And that was my very first Packers game, and I haven't missed a year since. And now I know why you love the Packers so much, Eric. Now I know. Now, Because whenever you go, you have the chance to be slipped $100 by a drunk man. So to get this straight, you were once a prostitute at a Packers game, and oh. you were nine years old? <laughs> oh. Oh, oh no. Oh, my God, Ryan. <laughs> it, is it really a Packers game, though, if you don't sit next to a drunk person? True. I mean, is it really a Packers game if you're – over the age of 21 and you're not drunk i mean that's, that's part of the experience yeah that's why i always go with eric <laughs> have you been to a packers game ryan of course uh-huh yeah I, don't, yeah I feel like you've been to lambo once and that was with us uh when they Twice. were at uh miller park uh i went have they ever played a what um they played games at Milwaukee <laughs> County Stadium back in the day, but they have never played a football game at Miller Park. I I hope that we can put this in like the description this week. But Ryan visited uh, with me um, back home in Green Bay. I had to do some errands there, yep. 
and we we did go and tour a little bit of the stadium I did. and ryan did do the lambo leap i did do the, the statues leap, outside yeah. statues yeah i leaped and we do have a picture of that very lambo. ryan the last time that the brewers played in Milwaukee County Stadium was like 1999 or 2000, I want to say. So unless you were literally one year old when you were at one of those games. Mm, Time does seem to fly when you're listening to the Out of Band show. And Mm. with that, that's enough of story time for this week. Let's take her home with Bailey and the outro. Ryan, you ready? You're not going to cut me off, right? Can um, I mute him? This is the most efficient that we've ever been. Please, go. Go. Okay, okay. In five, four. Well, well folks, that's, that's our, our show, show for, for today. today. If you liked what you heard, be sure to share the podcast with a friend or two. We hope to see you again next time, but until then, don't cancel your Outlook events. Stay safe. Man, the magic of editing, being able to take that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he said because I muted him. <laughs> oh.